Welcome to episode 13 of the Breathing Orange Fire podcast. I am Andrew. I am joined as always by Gabe. Gabe, what is new? I'm bummed, man. No baseball from 4 o'clock Sunday until 9 p.m. on Friday. It's very sad. Yeah, we've reached the All-Star break, which... What are your thoughts on the All-Star game, Gabe? Or do you dork out? Do you watch the All-Star game? Do you Have you lost interest? Do you not care? Where Where do you stand on the All-Star game? Oh, man, I don't know. I mean, it, it's, I guess that's kind of a weird answer. Sometimes I watch it, and sometimes I get excited. I really love the idea of the All-Star game, right? Yeah. Everyone getting together, and, you know, for the most part, it's still competitive. Certainly a lot more competitive than, like, the Pro Bowl or the NHL All-Star game, right? Um, the NBA All-Star Game is a clown show until about <laughs> six until about six minutes left. But then you get everyone kind of playing hard if the game's within reach. And you see who, you know, everyone thinks sort of the best 10 players in the world are. And that's kind of interesting to look at the pecking order in the NBA All-Star Game. Yeah. But yeah. baseball, I mean, they're, they're trying their best to get a hit. They're trying their best to strike someone out. They're trying their best to make a play. It's the... It's the game that closest approximates the day in day out game, I think, in the in the batter versus pitcher. I mean, obviously, there's a lot more substitutions that you don't see in a regular game, but it still looks like baseball. It still feels like baseball. And the first three or four innings of the All Star game are pretty cool, especially when you've got you know three or four of your own guys in there, unlike this year. Yeah, agreed. the The sport does lend itself uh, really well to an All Star game compared to the others but uh you know it used to be something when i was a kid i loved it um i would do the uh, god i'm gonna date myself here but old enough to have had the paper ballots at the astrodome right the, could, oh yeah where you punch a hole in them and <laughs> you punch you know, a yeah, hole I, in them and i used could, to get i used to get 50 of them and yeah. I'd spend the entire game punching those didn't even watch holes. the game just voted for your favorite players yeah and just kind of looked up <laughs> it was it was great uh but yeah I, I i generally still watch it though um uh just because i'm that much of a of a dork that likes that likes baseball it, it used to also be cooler i think when there was uh uh, when the American League teams did not play the National League teams in the regular season, which um, if you really want to get me on a old man yelling at the clouds rant, uh, I'm sure we'll get there at some point. But I am anti-interleague play. I, 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 I think it made the All-Star game better. I think it made the World Series better, uh, et cetera. So I agree with both those things for sure. Um, but I like how they're doing interleague this year where you actually play everyone. I didn't yeah. like the one division. I didn't like the one division, and right because if you're gonna do it, like what we had before was like neither, neither um, meet nor foul, right? I mean, yeah. it was just a little bit in between. This way, at least you know you're gonna see everyone in the league, and there's something pretty cool about that. I think um, Dave Cruz, for example, <laughs> the old way, I would have never seen him play unless the Reds made it to the World Series. Yeah, that's right. right. But, but. I get to go to a game and I see him and I'm like, holy smokes. And now that's a guy I watched for, you know, and I see he stole second, third and, and home, and, home <laughs> and in three pitches. And we're going to talk about him. And it makes me even more happy that I have him as my pick that we'll get to later um, in the show. So, yeah, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but, but yeah, um, I, I do kind of like it where you're playing every team in the league. That's yeah. nice. I'll still watch the All Star Game, but it is it is a rough week uh, without you know the the full slate of games that we've become accustomed to. 
uh, and then we get six months out of the year. So uh, over the last week, the Astros went three and three, which I think we both said would be fine going into the uh, uh, limping into the all-star break, right? Um, Oh, I was absolutely afraid of one and five. I talked about that on Monday. (laughs) I said, you know, what if we go one and five? And with the way the pitching was set up, Framber and Javier hurt, and the bullpen was gassed after Monday, after that arsonist job that I'm still a little bit ticked off that we got (laughs) out there with a snatch and grab game. Yeah. And Altuve getting hurt. We didn't even know Altuve was hurt. But but knowing all that, it could have been a a disaster. So... To get well, by a three and three, and most importantly, we gained the game on the Rangers. That's um, incredible. Yeah, they what did they so, lose two out of three to Washington, who is not a good right. team. Um, so that does help. Uh, but just to recap quickly, Astros luckily played the Colorado Rockies, who are also uh, horrible, um, and won both of those, uh, and then lost three of four at home to Seattle in a four-game series. The Astros scored six runs, Gabe. In the last 17 innings of that series, two runs scored, both on Martin Maldonado home runs. Oof. You know, if you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, that I am not exactly Martin Maldonado's biggest fan. <laughs> but I swear, Andrew, in the text chain with uh, two other guys, I said in the eighth inning before Maldi hit, is Maldi going to be the hero here? I think so. And then he hit a home run right afterwards. But if I am being honest, I also said the same thing in the third inning and the sixth inning. So I didn't quite nail it, but I had a feeling Maldonado might do something that game. He had been 0 for 21 going into that bat where he won it for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that seems to be, you know, the, look, the guy gets hit 15 times out of 100. So when he's 0 for 21, that means he's a little bit overdue. Not a lot overdue, but a little bit overdue, Andrew. So I just felt yeah. like, all things come to an end, and when Maldi gets a hit, a lot of times it's because he runs into one. Yep, and that's exactly what he did. He got a hanging, uh, hanging breaking pitch and hit it in the Crawford boxes, and cool, cool, cool. Got us the one win to make the the week three and three, and the, to get us a game on the Rangers. So very happy about that. Yeah, I like your description of a of a smash and grab job on that game because that perfectly uh, describes that game they were pretty lucky to get out of there with, with one win out of that four game series. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that takes us to, I, I mean, that takes us to the all-star break. It's not exactly the halfway point where we've got to multiply all the stats by about 1.8. Okay. So um, halfway point, you multiply by two, we're about 55% done. So you multiply Everything by 1.8. The Astros are on pace for 89 wins, and they come in three games behind the Rangers. But uh, I'd say you got to feel pretty good about where we're at. We've uh, we're over a hundred different on the run differential, Andrew, between the Rangers and us, and yet we only trail them by two games in the standings. So, got to feel pretty good about that. So they finished the first half. Well, I, I know it's not actually half, but the first half being before the All Star break at. 50 and 41 uh right there with the pythagorean win uh totals i think pythagorean has us i think one win ahead of that pace um that's correct yes yep so so no smoke and mirrors uh no um luck really one way or another involved um in the record just in you know uh, setting aside whatever your your thoughts are about luck with injuries and that kind of stuff because 
because obviously it's been bad. I think I read, I think it's baseball prospectus that has that, that will list the, the estimated wins above replacement loss to injury for the year. And I want to say the Astros are ranked second uh, going into the all-star break in terms of most wins uh, not accrued, if you will, based on injury, which makes sense given the time that Altuve missed and that Jordan has missed. And and then even if you want to throw in McCullers, which if you just obviously Garcia or Keedy as well, but if you just look at Jordan and Altuve, that's where the biggest chunk of that's going to come from. Um, by my quick, you're forgetting back, something. What am I? Chaz, <laughs> Chaz sitting on the bench. Well, yeah, but that doesn't count. I know he did. I think a ten day IL stint. He was but, injured um, for. He was out for twenty days. I think was it twenty days? Okay. Days. Yeah. Okay. Dusty okay. would have played him at least thirteen times in that twenty days. Maybe that would be pushing it. But if you look at just at Altuve and Jordan, the the amount of time they've missed, you're looking at if you prorate that probably about, I would, I would say, I don't know, two wins, one and a half to two wins for Altuve missing two months. Right. And uh, if you just call it six weeks for Jordan, um, I know he's not quite there yet, but that's probably another win and a half or so. So, um, you know, that that's, that's been unfortunate. I think only the Yankees are ahead, if you will, of the Astros in terms of, of lost production to injury. Uh, let's play that, a little guessing. Yeah. Let's play a little guessing game here, Andrew. How many okay. games do you think Jordan and Altuve have played together this year? Have played together? Yep. It's not a lot. Maybe like seven. Thirteen. What do you think the oh. Astros' record is in those thirteen games? Mm, nine and four. Ten and three. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. That pretty much says that. Pretty much says it right there, right? I mean, it does. How many have they played? How many games have the Astros played with neither of them in the lineup? Ooh, the whole last week and then 10 days or so in the middle of the year and then probably another week when Altuve was out. So probably somewhere around 20, 21 games. Mm. Plus any days that Jordan sat. I mean, I'm just going to, at the yeah. beginning of the year. I'm going off the top of my head, but I, I bet you it's somewhere between 18 and 25. And this is, again, if we go by last year, you know, the most recent um, set of data that, that we have, you know, to, to base this year's projections on, these are two top five MVP finishers, right? Yeah, I don't know if Altuve's that guy anymore. Um I think his defensive metrics have even further eroded, but um, he plays a premium defensive position and he's got a 140 OPS plus somewhere in there. So that's a really, really valuable player. Yeah. Um, top yeah. 10, maybe if not, if, if not top five, top 10 for sure, for sure. If he's playing 150 games. So all that is to say with these two guys, your two best players, at least let's just say position player wise, your two best position players, uh, both missing significant time, only playing together for 13 games. Given all of that, given the loss of Garcia and Urquidy, you know, 50 and 41 is more than acceptable, I would say, for the first half of the season. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, the big thing is you pointed out that, that we've underperformed our Pythagorean by about one win. Yeah. Um, the Rangers have underperformed theirs by seven. Wow. We could have been 
we could have been buried by them and yeah. instead we're two games out and and looking at it going forward i feel pretty good man um i i, I think the astros are going to be a better team than they were in the first half when we get Altuve and, and Jordan back. And, and maybe that never happens. And I think Bregman's always been a second-half guy. And Tucker's, you know, dang near a metronome at this point in time, right? And, you know, Diaz theoretically brings you something at catcher that you've never had in my lifetime watching the Astros <laughs> um, if he's allowed to play and – and we might get a bat. And we play the A's and Royals 13 times. So I'm predicting 12 and 1 against those teams. You know, I mean, that's practically a 98 win pace there if we go 12 and 1 against the A's and, A's <laughs> and Ray and, uh, and Royals in the back half of the year. So I think better times are ahead. Texas has had the third easiest schedule. So all their numbers are inflated a little bit, probably. And quite frankly, they got a bunch of injury, um, injury risk or just, risk of being a crappy pitcher uh in their starting rotation they um, do we've got quad a we've got quad a <laughs> that can be a little scary um but I, I i feel like if you're if you're handicapping it i like our i like us better than them right now at two games and i would not say the same at five games okay so 70 percent chance according to baseball reference of making the postseason and i'd say that 70 chance probably 50 50 is winning the division i i agree i mean i i don't think i'd go so far as to say i like the astros minus two games more than the rangers the rest of the year i think they're pretty man i think they're pretty even um but i think the upside with the astros is healthy altuve healthy jordan reasonably healthy urquidy and I think, you know, adding those three guys is uh, might be enough to convince me, push me over the top a little bit and and, and take the Astros, even even with the two game deficit going the rest of the way. But I'm not yeah, I'm got, not confident got, in the health yet. I'm not confident yet. We've got 71 games left. OK, mm-hmm. if yep. Altuve and Alvarez play 55 games together, I like us. If they play 45 or less, I like them. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's about right. It it really comes down to, you know, of all things, having your two best players available to play. <laughs> go, go go figure. That that helps. That matters. Out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um uh, we'll we'll have a, a an episode uh, coming out later this week, uh, forecasting or or looking ahead, I guess, to the to the second half of the season, the post All Star break portion of the season. Um, before we get there, though, Gabe, um, let's talk about the All Star game. The Astros, sure. three have, Astros, yeah, three Astros have have made the All Star team. Kyle Tucker was a late. Um, replacement for Mike Trout, who has a broken hamate bone and will be out for the uh, near future. So, Framber Valdez, Jordan Alvarez, Can Kyle jump Tucker in? are your three Astro All Stars. Yeah, jump in. Can I jump in real quick on the Trout news? We we kind of made fun of the Angels and stuff like that. You know, Trout will be back in a couple episodes ago. Trout will be gone for six to eight weeks, but he won't be right until 2026. I'm yeah. sorry, 2025. Everything I've read on the Hammett bone says he come back in a hurry. But um, 
your power is sapped for 12 to 18 months. And then it comes back. It, it always comes back eventually, but it, it literally it takes everyone 12 to 18 months. So Trout will play the rest of this season and probably all of next season as a shadow of himself from a power perspective. And even that being a division rival, right? Mm-hmm. Like I still, I still hate that. You know, we've talked about Trout a bit on this show, and he's he, you know, he's obviously great, and uh, he just seems to get hurt every year. And I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't, if the Angels tank a little bit without him. Maybe they trade Otani. We'll talk about that more maybe next next time. But uh, if the Angels, you know, continue to sink, they've already kind of started a a descent it looks like and uh you know i could i could easily see a scenario where we're in august and they've moved otani and you know trout just just hangs it up for the for the rest of the season because like you said there's no point coming coming back and rushing a, a hamate injury and rundown is gone you know briefly the angel we talked a lot about the rangers we didn't talk about the angels they had caught us briefly for a little while yeah and um, we passed them back up, and they're struggling. And then Seattle, you know, we're five games up on them. They're one over 500. Um, if we take care of us, I don't think we have to worry about Seattle at all, even though they just took three out of four. It's about the Astros taking care of us. I think they're they're going to have a hard time imagining them having more than 90 wins. Even getting the 90 would have to be really, really good for them. Yeah, I think they're a good team. I've... I've seen them as a bigger threat than say the angels um, throughout the season, even though they've gotten off, they, they did get off to a rough start. They seem to be riding the ship a little bit, but yeah, I mean, taking three of, of four from the Astros without Jordan and without Altuve, I mean, okay, that's fine. Um, but if the, again, it comes back to the health of those two guys, it, if they're healthy, I'm not sweating Seattle either. No, sorry, but sorry to get off on that tangent, but I just I, I we didn't really talk all about the ALS, just the Astros and Rangers. And I kind of wanted to 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 square that circle as far as the first half goes. Yeah, no, I it, that's good. And I would just finish that by saying I'm also not really sweating the A's that much. <laughs> I am sweating the A's. I want to see if they can have the worst run differential since the 1800s. That's what I want to see from the way. That's a- juicy. And they took a big step to avoid that the other day. They beat someone ten to nothing, mm-hmm. and then the next day they came out and lost eleven to one. And I was <laughs> like, "All right, way to give back plus ten. They gave it all back the next day. So that was that was pretty strong. Hopefully, in the four games in Oakland, we can do score more than like eleven runs. Like when we swept them three games, but we scored like nine runs total in the series. Right? We kept winning. Three to two and three to one. Hopefully, yeah. we can do to Oakland what most teams do to Oakland, which is go in there and treat them to a little forty to ten type deal or something like that. How the All Star break? That would be nice. That would be nice. So, uh, three Astro All Stars. Here's an interesting tidbit. Um, each one, Fromber, Jordan, and Kyle Tucker. Each one is making his second all-star game appearance and second consecutive all-star game appearance. They were all um, all-stars last year. Framber would have been in 2020. He was really, really good. But of course there was no all-star game. Thanks there a lot, COVID. Yeah. Um, but I don't think you're, you know, you missed 2020 and Tucker was no great shakes in 2020. So Framber should be a three-time all-star, but uh, 
that was not meant to be as the world uh, kind of got put on pause for a while. But yeah, those other two guys, you know, two all-star games. I Heck, I think Jordan would have been all-star in 2019 if he would have been called up at the beginning of the yeah. season. But he didn't even start until, you know, June 17th. Oh, for sure. Uh, he he would have been. Um, but we'll take a quick look at each. Um, Fromber has been great. I would almost say, no, I think I would say definitively he is the Astros first half most valuable player. Would you agree with that? Or would you fight me on that? It's hard to go against Jordan. I know he's missed a bunch of games, but he was so freaking good when he was in there. Uh, Framber's got three war. Jordan's got, he's got two war, but like his win percentage added and his championship percentage added is just so off the charts with what he's done in the clutch. I think Jordan might be responsible for more wins than Framber, but Framber's answered the post every time. And, and without him, the pitching staff goes to hell in the same way it's gone to hell with Jordan out. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's all fair. Uh but you know, Framber You couldn't been, go wrong either way. You, you couldn't, couldn't you could go wrong either way. 2.51 ERA, a 167 ERA plus to lead the lead the league right now. So um just a tremendous first half for Framber. He's gotten uh over I don't know, overlooked a little bit. I think probably because the win-loss record is seven and six. Um, you know, we've talked about why that's not a you know particularly interesting indicator f- or informative indicator of how well he's actually done, uh, but leading the league in in relative ERA is is um, is strong. So uh, especially given all the you know the the, the injuries with the pitching staff, he's yeah. pitched 111 innings. Man, he's missed one yeah. turn in the rotation. He's pitched 111 innings. Yeah, 17 starts. Uh, so I did read he's not actually going to participate in the All-Star game, which I think we 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 kind of figured he wouldn't uh, given the, the injury situation. But uh, well-deserved, um, arguably has been the best pitcher in the American League for the first half. So uh, it's a, a cool thing for, for Fromber to be going to his, um, his second All-Star game. Absolutely. Jordan Alvarez, also an All-Star, also injured and will not be playing in the all-star game, but it's his second. I don't know if you are like this game, but I, I, again, I, I said, I'm kind of a dork for the all-star game. I'm kind of a dork with like these, these uh, accolades that guys accumulate. Right. Um, because when it comes sure. to things like voting for hall of fame and, and that sort of stuff, which I know is long ways away, but they all make a difference whether they should or not is a whole other conversation, but you know, Jordan's got a rookie of the year award, uh, uh, that he's cashed in. He's, this is his second all-star team. Um, obviously deserving, you know, we've, we, we, we've talked about it a lot, but his 167 OPS plus uh, mark at the all-star break, um, 17 home runs, 55 batted in uh, over 57 games. Right. So he has not, he's, he's missed a big chunk, right? He's missed what about, yeah. about a third of his games uh, of, of the team's games so far. So um uh, great first half for Jordan. Glad he got the All Star recognition. And this, you know, to your point about piling up, you know, you got he finished third in the MVP last year. I think he was on pace to finish second in the MVP this year. <clears throat> yeah, no worse than third, I would say. Um, no MVP votes in twenty one. 
but maybe he should have had a couple. He had 3.1 war in 144 games. You could see like a courtesy vote where he comes in 20th or something like that, um, but didn't really happen. You know, this is sort of the building block at 25 or 26 if he's going to have a chance to have an Ortiz-like career where he's just got to pile up the stats and pile up the accolades. And and this yeah. is uh, – it's it's nice to get the all-star, but it's a bummer that he's uh, – he, he's not going to be that top, you know, top two or three guy in the MVP because that kind of thing matters, man. You know, Jay Jaffe, the the kind of the Hall of Fame guru um, who who writes for Fangraphs, uh, yeah, has a a rubric for for quantifying things like this, like you know, all all star selections, MVP votes, those kinds of things. So I, I know some others others uh, compile that also. So it's it, it's cool that he gets the. The selection, even if he's not going to be able to play, I wish he could play because, you know, I wish he could. I wish he was healthy. I wish he could play the the regular games and the All Star game because he's fun to watch. But um, yeah, he's a guy that, assuming health, is probably a, an All Star pretty much every year just by doing his thing, right? Yeah, and you know, speaking of an All Star, pretty much every year, we're gonna miss out on Jose Altuve in All Star game, man, and that's kind of sad too. Uh, he didn't make it and. You know, he was an all-star in 21 and 22, 20, like we said, no all-stars game. 19, I, I, what the heck were people thinking? He ended up with an OPS of 131 on a team that won 108 games and didn't make the all-star game. But be, before that, he'd made it, you know, 14 through 18. Yeah. And then he'd also made it in 12. You know, Altuve's made eight all-star games. It, I think Craig Biggio was the Astros' all-time leader at seven. Mm. Would have been nice to see Altuve get to ten. This might, you know, this injury might keep him from getting the ten because he's definitely on an All Star pace with what he's actually played in games wise. Yeah, um, this and, year. So, and, and and I'm sure we'll get more into this in another uh, probably off season <laughs> conversation about Altuve and the Hall of Fame, you know, down the road. But the other thing that that has kind of sucked about his injuries this year. He is, if you look at his career totals, he's about to get to 2,000 hits. He's about to get to 200 home runs. He's about to get to 1,000 runs scored. Um, all of these things are, you know, within a few healthy weeks of him <laughs> kind of kind of hitting all of these milestones. Um, and for a guy whose, um, you know, primary kind of calling card is, you know, at least was early in his career, see, we've talked about how he's kind of reinvented himself but, um, you know, his hit total is going to be a big deal. He's about to hit 2,000. Uh, one of the few active players who has a, a pretty reasonable shot at actually getting to 3,000 hits. Um, but he's got, man, he's got to stay healthy. But all these all-star selections for him should, uh, you know, should should add up. He's got the MVP award. I know he's got some, some, some negative feelings um, about him, which I think will... Uh, I can't even more and more silly. I, I can't even over talk time. about that. Well, it, I think it's, it's a conversation for another day. But, <laughs> but I, I think we should do an. I think we should do an Altuve pod in the off season. Oh, we will. Uh, we can talk for an hour about that dude pretty easily. Absolutely. So we'll move on to the last of the Astros 2023 All Stars, Kyle Tucker, making his again second consecutive appearance. He was a uh, a late addition, but. Um, you know, it's it he it's not a stretch 
you know, he's 288, 365, 471 slugging um, going into the break. That's that's what Kyle Tucker does. That's good for a 131 OPS plus. That's terrific. He's got um, 13 home runs. He has driven in 56 runs. Um, he's doing his Kyle Tucker thing where he steals bases somehow, even though he's not all that fast. But he's got 15 stolen bases at the All-Star break. He plays good defense. Solid all-star. Glad to see Tuck get his second consecutive selection. What did I say? He's like a metronome. Let me, yeah. Since he broke in in 2019, here's his OPS plus. 118, 124, 147, 128, 131 this year. Yep. So, you know, I mean, that's basically the guy's going to be 18 to 30% better than league average, except for that one year um, when he was at 147. Uh, and that year looks like a little bit of an outlier, but the rest of it looks like, hey, a good outfielder that runs the base as well and is 30% above average. That's a all-star many years and many years it's in the just missing the cut. So I think the fact that he missed the cut and added in the all-star game all rolled into one is pretty typical of what that kind of performance looks like. Yeah, that's right. And it wouldn't surprise you if he ticked up just a, a little bit, right, over the second half of the season. Um, I, I don't know why. It just feels like he um, has a little bit more in him than what we saw in the first half. Felt like he's been in a funk, man. Yeah. And I can tell you his defense has been lousy. Um, this year after being awesome in previous years, yeah, negative zero point nine WAR. I'm not sure what's going on there. Defensive WAR, you're talking about? Yeah, defensive WAR. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I that that has been uh curious, right? This year, and and I don't think we really know exactly what's going on there. I don't think he's hurt or anything like that, but um. Who knows? I mean, de- defensive metrics also tend to vary more than, say, offensive metrics year over year. So that's true. It does match my eye test, though, which is a lot of yeah. falling in right in front of him. Yeah. So we'll see with Kyle Tucker, but uh, really good first half. Um, again, metronome. He's doing what he does. Uh, so well deserved. So good for all three of those Astros. Um who have earned their second all-star selection. Uh, and at least we'll get to see one of them actually play. Hopefully um, I do have, I do have a, another question for you, Gabe though, before we move on um, from the Astros all-stars with Dusty Baker uh, being the manager of the American league all-star team, right? If they did the the reserve selection, the old way where the manager gets to choose, what are the odds that Martin Maldonado would be a 2023 all-star? <laughs> Damn you. Damn you to hell. <laughs> You're trying to get me into Maldonado rant. I'm not going to do this, but boy, do I have a Maldonado rant for Thursday. <laughs> so hold on to that. In, in the, in the I think he'd be an all-star. I think he'd be, the, I'm not even joking. I think he'd be an all-star. I In the spirit of celebrating excellence and in the spirit of Maldi hitting two home runs in the last two days and being our only runs for the last 17 innings, I'm going to say no comment. And I'm just going to instead throw this out to you, Andrew. We talked about the Astros All-Stars. What do you think about the rest of the league? Did you see any snubs? Do you see anything you really disagreed with? Or was everything okay? 
Yeah, I don't get too much into, you know, this guy should be in and this guy shouldn't, um, it, you know, it, for all the obvious reasons. It is an ex- exhibition, you know, there, there's this fan voting element, so it's not an objective thing. And as you know, it's hard for me to accept um, um, subjective uh, kind of things, but but I've made my peace with the All-Star game. I still typically enjoy it. Uh, just going through the the AL starters, you know, you had four Rangers, I guess, was the big story there with... Jonah Heim at the as the as the starting catcher. You got Simeon and Young at uh, second and third, and then Seager at shortstop. So so four of the five uh, infield positions, if you're pulling catcher in on that, uh, are Texas Ranger starters. And honestly, I don't really have an issue. Wouldn't take no. exception with any of them. They all they all are de- deserving. Seager's you know kind of story of his career. He missed a little bit of time with injury, but when he's been on the field, he's been great. Uh, young as a rookie has, uh, I think hit with a little more power than a lot of people, um, might've expected, you know, he was, he was a high draft pick. He was, uh, you know, he has the prop, the prospect pedigree. So what he's doing isn't super surprising or anything, but I thought the, the book on him was, he, he was more of a, a hit guy than a, than a power guy with a maybe more moderate power, but he's up to 17 home runs, I think. So yeah, totally deserving, um Heim we've talked about he's having a great season I still expect him to his his offensive numbers at least to come down a bit over the and, and, and in fact they already have from the first couple months but uh but still having a solid season you know I I love Rushman um the the young catcher for Baltimore but uh uh couldn't argue with Heim being the starter Rushman did make the team as a reserve um you know with on the National League side I didn't feel like their uh, squad on paper looks quite as good. Um, you know, I can't get over Orlando Arcia starting at shortstop for uh, for the National League. But, but when I dove into the numbers a little bit more, you know, there there aren't a lot of great uh, seasons being had by National League shortstops this year. And he's kind of had a bit of a, uh, a renaissance. He's not a young guy, but it had a little bit of a renaissance with um, – uh, with Atlanta this year, but yeah, you mentioned Otani. Um, I mean, really outside you know who, of the Astros, you know who, what's that? You know who I would make the starting shortstop in the National League? Who? Taylor Cruz. Yeah, that would be fun, right? Uh, he's he's only been. It's up an for exhibition a, game. It's an exhibition game. And it's I, I to be hear fun. you. Would have loved to have and seen him. Orlando Arcia. No one's gonna be like, "Hey, remember that time when we watched." the all-star game and we saw Orlando Asia, but people would tell stories about Dale Cruz being in the all-star game at 21 years old. And, you know, he went first to third in 2.1 seconds or whatever. He did a flash. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or he stole home play or, you know, he jumped up and snagged a liner 11 feet in the air or something that was hit 138 miles an hour. Yeah. I mean, the guy's going to be one of those guys that they tell like, uh, Paul Bunyan type stories about and for, uh, for sure for sure he's so much fun to watch man if you haven't seen this guy he's the Reds uh shortstop also plays a little bit of third base but he's what like six five he's a tall guy uh I mean fast fast he can fly elite speed elite power I mean um the bat speed is what jumps out at you when you watch him hit I mean just a really fun guy to watch uh and he's been he's performed well it's not it, it, the only reason he's not there is because he's only been up for about a month now. But uh, yeah, that would be fun. I, I would have loved to have seen that. Um, agreed. Nothing against Orlando Arcia, but 
to your point, um, how much fun would it be to have De La Cruz in there? Uh, you know, the the other rookie, Corbin Carroll for for Arizona's been yeah. under the radar a little bit, but holy hell, what a what a rookie season that guy is having. It's um I mean, just by the numbers. Awesome. I mean, looking a little bit like dare I say Mike Trout's rookie season from um uh from 2012. I mean, not that I'm saying he's gonna be as good as Mike Trout, but yeah, currently at 289, 365, 557 with 17 homers, 24 steals. Uh, so here's the here's why to sell on him buying the next Mike Trout, other than uh, being the next Mike Trout, other than you should sell on everyone being the next next Mike yeah. Trout because it's so unusual. He's all of 22 years old right now. Mike Trout was doing that at 20. Yeah. Well, and Carol, if you again, you know, I'm going to go here. You look at his expected numbers. I would I would expect that um, you know his numbers will come down a bit. He's outpacing his expected stats uh, so far for the season, but he did come into the season as the number one rated prospect by a lot of publications. So it's uh, I think surprising that he made it, but here's another one, right? Because I always want to see a national league outfield of uh, Acuna Betts and Juan Soto, just because I love watching Juan Soto hit. Uh, he did make the team, but as a reserve, he's he's kind of back to being Juan Soto after a little bit of an off season last year. Um, Honestly, I think I, I think Carroll deserves it over him in the starting on, especially I, when you factor in sort of team performance, which I think matters. I, I mean, I don't think it should be the sole determinant, but you know, I, I mean, Arizona's leading that division; they deserve to oh, have yeah. a starter. It, 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 it's a tiebreaker for me in the All Stars, right? I mean, that's a tiebreaker. Sure. I have no problem with Carroll getting that start over Soto. I'm just saying, selfishly, I love watching sure. Soto. Uh, and the only guy I think I like watching as much or more is Acuna. And, oh, my God, have you seen his numbers? Yeah, they're uh, they're he's on pace to steal like 147 bases or something <laughs> like that and hit, hit 57 home runs. All <laughs> numbers approximate, right? Well, he stole his 40th base tonight, so he's got 21 home runs and 40 steals. But he's also came in coming into today hitting 336, 415, 604. He's almost at five F war, uh, and we're about a little a tick over halfway through the season. I mean, 40 40 is a was a thing. I, I haven't heard anyone really talk about it much because as, as stolen bases have become less uh, kind of prominent lately, but. Um, he could legit go like 40, 60 this year or something like that. That would be insane. So give me, let's do this for all of baseball. Let's say that we got to put together our best starting nine and our four guys that are going to pitch out of the bullpen because we got to win a, uh, we got to win a game against the aliens or something like that. Right. <laughs> so the best earth has to offer. Yep. What's your squad? So are we are, are we basing it on in the in the name of the All Star Game? Are we basing this on year to date as a as a factor, or is it more just you know whatever in general you, whatever everyone... whatever you want to do? Assuming right. assuming full health, okay. All right, I'm just putting together my team. I'm gonna take Rutschman at catcher. Okay. Uh, my first baseman's gonna be Freddie Freeman. I'm going to agree there. I'm going to disagree with you on catcher. It'll be interesting to see how many we got. You want me to go first and then you compare? Yeah, you you go ahead and go first. I'm going to go with JT Realmoto. 
Okay. I know That's he fair. hasn't I know he hasn't had the greatest year this year. Um, but that guy's been the best catcher in the league for for five years, I think, hands down. Um, and I don't think he's fallen off a cliff. And before I would go with the kid, I think I would go with, with Sean Murphy as well. He was the, he was another one I considered. I thought about both of those guys. Um, I'm taking I, Rush. I, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I mean, I, I'm I'm not saying you're wrong at all. Um, I don't think there's a right or wrong. I yeah, I'm I'm going personal preference um, on those. So I'm with I'm with you on first base, and you know who that means we left out, Vladdy Guerrero Jr. I love Vladdy. Um, I love Goldschmidt. I've always loved Goldschmidt. He's so consistent. Um, we left Matt Olson out. Matt Olson has been. I think he's at 28 home runs so far. I mean, just power we, on we base out, guy. We left out Pete Alonzo. I like Alonzo too. Um, he might be the best pure power hitter in baseball. Um, I'm taking Freeman. I'm taking Freeman and that that 400 ish on base percentage every season. Right. Yep. Who you got at second? You know who I have at second. I have Jose Altuve at second base. I agree with you completely in full. Um, you know, Marcus Simeon's been really good. Um, Simeon's good. You know, uh, the I, kid I, from Miami is. I love Arias. Yeah, Arias is is so much fun. Um, kind of a kind of a throwback, right? Like he's. He swings. He was Jose Altuve before Jose Altuve That's got right. good. That's right. He, he was Altuve before Altuve improved <laughs> and became the player he is You now. know, at some point That's Altuve shifted. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Altuve shifted his approach, right, somewhere around 2015, 2016. And yeah. um, I'm, I'm sure that Luno and company had something to do with that. But uh, he, he started tapping into his power a little bit more, uh, became a little more selective, that sort of thing. Arias let me let me let me stop yeah. you for let me stop you for a second, right there. Okay. You know, Altuve is now drawing more walks than Alex Bregman as a percentage. As a percentage, wow. That's yeah. not that's Altuve, not going to last, Gabe. Altuve is <laughs> up to like thirteen or fourteen percent on his base on balls. Percentage. I mean, I hope. I who knows, man. That the guy, guy used has, to swing at everything, man. He that did. guy used to swing at everything, and now he's out Bregmaning Bregman. The guy has, like we just talked about, has reinvented himself offensively already. Incredible, more than once. So I would not. Would it surprise you at all if Jose Altuve starts walking twelve to fifteen percent of the time and and starts throwing up these four hundred on base percentages? You you know what else will really help him if they ever go to robot ups? Oh yeah, he gets bad strike zone calls, man. He gets he's so little that they just call like a normal strike zone on him. He 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 gets. He gets taken advantage of. Agreed. All the Agreed. time. Agreed. But 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 to your point, Arias um is like early career Altuve, and he's he's fun to watch, man. I I was in D.C. a couple of weeks ago, and we went and saw the Nationals play the Marlins, and he had a five hit game, including a home run. Um, and then I think he had another five hit game like two nights later. It was it was insane. He's been hovering around four hundred for a so chunk here's- of the season. Yeah. Here's one that's really interesting. Ted Williams, the last guy to hit 400, right? Famously yep. hit 406. Yep. You know how much better his average was than the league average? Oh, man. It's like 56% better. <laughs> wow. Uh, this guy is like 84% better yep. than the league that, average yep. right now. I was going to say I that mean, he's just, <laughs> he, he's just like when you compare 
what a normal human being does in this uh, in this generation. He's out Ted Williams and Ted Williams from a batting average perspective, right? I mean, we talked about all the things that made Ted Williams such a great hitter. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't batting average, uh, even though that's probably what he's most famous for in the popular consciousness, you know, hitting 400. But uh, that guy was amazing. All right. So, so far we agree on the, so far we agree on two out of three. Who's your shortstop? There aren't a lot of guys having great seasons this year. So if you want to do the, the recency bias thing, um, you know, you would, you would, you would pick Seager. He's, he's probably the shortstop having the best season so far. You mentioned De La Cruz. I'm, I'm going with De La Cruz, I'm, man. I'm, I'm, I'm almost tempted even, I'm not, to I, say I, him. I'm not tempted. I'm not tempted. I am absolutely doing that. I am absolutely going with that. Congratulations. We got one name. We got one game that we got to win. <laughs> and my life depends on it. You bet your sweet ass that I would have De La Cruz on there before I'd have uh, Corey Seager. What a boring answer that is. <laughs> We assumed even hell, it, even if it might be correct. We assumed health, and that's the only knock on Seager. I, I would, man, I could go Seager, but I could also talk myself into De La Cruz. Um, man, he's so much fun. But yeah, you know, love Correa. He's he's scuffling a bit this year. I think he'll be fine. I think we all think he'll be fine. But you know, uh, he and Seager have been, you know, more or less uh similar in terms of production throughout their career you know bogarts had been there for years he's you know he's uh he's a little bit older i don't know how great he is defensively at shortstop uh you know swanson is just he's pretty good but he's not the guy i'm picking um tatis moved off of shortstop because man i love watching that guy too but he's an outfielder now so yeah i mean I'd pick Seeger, but I'm embrace I would, it. Embrace it. Embrace I, I want your inner, to, man. Embrace your I, inner style, man. Are you telling me that you don't think that if your life depended on it, De La Cruz might uh, might not have a chance to do something Corey Seeger didn't? Give me De La Cruz. What the hell? I... <laughs> All right, I talked you into it. I talked you into it. What the hell? Give me De La right. Cruz. Third base. You know, third base. I'm going to say Jose Ramirez. And That's me too. There, there I, are I didn't think you were going to say that. I didn't uh, think you were going to say that. You know, guess who I thought you were going to say? Arenado. That's what I thought you were going to say. But I was like, nope, it's Jose Ramirez. That's the right answer. Damn you! You got it. You got I don't it right. know. I don't know that that's a right answer. I mean, Arenado is. You know, the thing about Arenado that gets me—he's not a huge on-base percentage guy. It's not. It's not bad. And with the defense and the overall, you know, hit and and power uh, that he provides. It's all, you know, add it all up and it's a Hall of Fame player. But um, but give me Jose Ramirez just as a pure hitter. He's still very good defensively. He also steals bases. Um, uh, I think I'm going Ramirez. He's awesome. You know, I, you... I, lo- I love the guy. He's he's And he's also on the best contract in all of baseball. That's not a that, that's not a rookie deal or a relic of a rookie deal, right? Where they put a yeah. gun to his head and said, we're going to buy out. Like, <laughs> just as far as like strictly that has nothing to do with baseball economics. He's, you know, that guy, that's the opposite of a guy betting on himself. Maybe he just loves Cleveland. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's great. And and Machado's great. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of good third basemen right now. It's just maybe the, you know, a few years back, we were talking about the golden age of shortstops that we were in when Correa and Seager and Bogarts and, um, uh, 
you know, when Tatis was coming up and all these guys, uh, but I feel it feels like third base is kind of that, that position now, which is a position, interestingly, that uh, the hall of fame is, is underrepresented in. So I think we'll see a lot of, uh, a lot of that change in, a, in about a decade or so as these guys, these guys start to become eligible, but yeah, give me Jose Ramirez. Okay. So we're in agreement there. Um, give me your three outfielders. Let's assume we're playing at Minute Maid Park. Man, this is really hard, Gabe. I know. I'm looking at it. I'm like, this, really... is, this is really tough. Like, what do you want? Uh, I'm I'm taking Acuna. I just am. Uh, he he's playing right field for me. Um, he's no Aaron Judge. First of all, I'm gonna it's assume hard, that right? some I mean, of these guys can be really moved hard. around. Aaron Judge is is maybe the best hitter in baseball when he's healthy. I'm just going to say that, you know, he did it last year. He was doing it pretty much again this year before he uh, bashed his toe on the concrete um, in, on the outfield wall in Dodger stadium. Um, so I don't, I don't think you're wrong, by the way. I don't think you're wrong. I think I probably take a Kenya. I mean, a, the guy has the tools and the ability to be the best player in baseball. Right. And I know Aaron Judge was the best player in baseball last year, but I mean, Acuna could take that. I, th- I think we're in the, the stage where Trout is graduating or passing the baton, right? As, as I was going to ask player. you about that. I was going to ask you who you're I was really curious to see who you have playing center field for you. Yeah. Um, it's still Trout. And okay. <laughs> I know he had, he, he, it's not that he's been bad or anything like that this season he hasn't been he's been good uh he he hasn't been who he's been for the past decade this year but um i think i, I think i'm still going with trout in center and he's got a 260 average a 365 on base percentage and an 858 ops i know i know at That's least the- he's got at least he's got 300 bats though i'm glad to see him playing again i don't think mike trout is my center fielder anymore who do you have in center? Uh, because I am, I am trying to factor in. I'm not going to just pick three left fielders, right? And and, and right. put one of them in center. I'm trying to be thoughtful about. I, I might treat right and left field as as somewhat interchangeable, but I'm trying to pick a real center fielder. Who do you have in center? Chas McCormick. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. Um, I mean, I think Acuna can play center field, can he? He he has, um, and, and if we're gonna if we're gonna put him in center, uh, then I probably wouldn't include Trout um, on my outfield. Let's do that. Let's say let's say it's fair game to move uh, Acuna back to center because he did play some center field up until the last uh, couple seasons, maybe until he tore his ACL a few years ago, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I agreed. I I think he could you're play put, center field. You put Judge and you gonna put Judge in right? You know what? I'm not. I'm gonna put gonna Mookie put right. Betts. I'm gonna put Mookie Betts in right. Ooh, I gotta, I, I gotta, I, and I don't like that big, works looking mother <laughs> judge, but I gotta go with him over Mookie Betts. I think that's fair. Like, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't argue with you if you picked Aaron Judge. Look, he's again. He last year he had a remarkable year, an historically good, good year. Um, so Mookie Betts is probably a better all-around player when you factor in base running and defense and stuff like that. I'm thinking like that. about all around, yeah. But but at the highest level, 
I want a dude that can freaking mass, and no one masses better than Judge. That's true. I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with you. I do. As not. long as he's not a total and complete like spaz, like unplayable or something, and Judge is not that. In no, he's not. He's fine. He's fine as a right fielder. There's nothing wrong with him. No, he defensively he's fine. I'm taking Mookie Betts because. Um, what you just said. He does it all. Um, he's he's a great out great defensive outfielder. He's fast. Um and, and again, Judge is a capable outfielder. He's actually not a slow guy for as big as he is. Uh but give me Mookie Betts and his all around you, you'll get what? Uh, not last season, but on an average year, you'll get maybe what 70% of Judge's power or home runs um from Betts. Uh in addition to the other things that he does. Um, again, I don't know. I mean, you can't go wrong with Aaron Judge. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna disagree. I just am probably a little biased toward the all-around uh guys that can do literally everything on the field. I've always loved uh Betts because of his ability to do that. Who's your starting left fielder? Man, I'm taking Juan Soto and not looking back. You're wrong, wrong, I, wrong, uh, wrong, wrong. Gabe. All right, who do you Jordan have? Alvarez. It's Jordan Alvarez. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, do we get a designated hitter? Yeah, but we got to save that spot for a show. We got to save that spot. See, this for is the, the Japanese problem. Bay Bruce. This is the problem with Shohei is I don't ever know what to do with him uh, in these kinds of uh, theoretical exercises. Like, of course, he's on the team, but. Um... He's got to be. He's got to be playing every. Is day. he? Is be he a better hitter? Is he a better hitter than Jordan Alvarez? No, but he's a better hitter than Juan so Soto. So why? So why would you? Pl- so you're saying? Okay, I got gotcha. you. Because um, I have to have them DH so that I can also pit, pitch him so that I don't lose his bat in the lineup. That's why he's got to play DH. I got gotcha. you. Because he is one of. Because he is. I, I said we're going to have to do five starting pitchers. He's one of the five starting pitchers, and I did not say that until this year. Yeah, but he's gra- he's graduated. He's got to be he's got to be on your pitching staff. So this and is when he pitches, you got to hit him. There in are. my opinion, I don't like Jordan in left field. I don't like him playing. That's the why field. I said minute. Ma- that's why I said minute. Ma- <laughs> he's he's fine, and Soto is a but- butcher too. By the way, he's 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 not, he's not great. He's not great. Uh, let me make the case for why I love Juan Soto. Um, Juan Soto began his big league career at age nineteen. And he has put I think up I a- heard that. Uh, I think I heard that about one hundred and fifty <laughs> times in twenty nineteen on the uh, on the broadcast. I'm would, still bitter about that. I I would hope so. Yeah, he is. He's a he's kind of an enigma, right? Like he's a, he's sort of a strange hitter, but what he does that is absolutely elite and almost unprecedented in the history of baseball is get on base. These are his on base percentages since he came up as a 19 year old 406, 401, 490. That was the shortened uh, COVID season 465, 401, 424 this year. What's his FPS? Currently his OPS is 926. That's a 160 OPS plus. For his career, Shohei Otani's is ten sixty. That's this season, though. For his career, ten sixty. I know we're talking about op- this year. Juan Soto, Juan Soto's OPS is nine forty seven. That's that's really good. It's not thirty one home runs with the last one going five hundred feet. 
Look, Otani is the best player in baseball. He's going to be on my team. I'm going to put him at DH, which I guess so means I'm taking Soto, Soto over, over Jordan. I can't do that. The it's homer and me will not let me do that. And also Alvarez is better than Soto. I wouldn't argue with you about it if you want to make the case that Alvarez is a better hitter than Soto. But, I mean, Soto's done it. He's so consistent. He's so young. Al I don't Soto's even. Really I don't even hard. know There's what. A lot of talent there, man. I I agree. Um, I worry about injuries more with Alvarez. I don't know. I forgot. Yeah, if we're doing absolutely. Game, if we're doing one game, or if we're doing a season, or if we're doing we're a like a seven. Think about like a seven game series against that. I mean, you just have to do the best of the best. You said assume health. Um, yep. I yeah, gone to my head. I'd probably pick Jordan. I just I really want in a seven game so. series. I'd take Jordan. I think you're right. Over 162 games. So if it's 162 games, it's a lot more durable. Injuries are variable. I'm taking Soto. Uh, he's just so damn consistent, and he's, he's got gonna, the higher. He's got the higher floor than Jordan because you sure. just don't know how many times Jordan's going to be. I mean, he's already missed an entire year of right. his career, right? And and he missed right. significant points in time and two others. And he had that weird thing in August last year where he just stopped hitting because there was something wrong with one or both of his hands, depending yeah. on what you believe from Dusty. All right, so we're we're in agreement on five of the spots and we're in disagreement on four, okay? Okay. Um, pitching staff, you get five. Rattle those off real quick. Starters, five starters. I'm going to – I mean, Otani's going to be one. Right, because mm-hmm. he's he's on the he's on the squad. We want we want to maximize yep. his value, right? So he's going to be one. Think, give me Spencer Strider. I that was my number three guy. Okay, so that's two. I'm going to go with Garrett Cole. That was my kicking and screaming and cussing myself <laughs> for taking him my number five guy. Uh, so what are we at? We're at three now. We're at three. Yep. Okay. I think I'm going to take Zach Gallen of the Diamondbacks. Oh, that's a terrible answer. That's a terrible <laughs> answer over Framber. Hold on. What I... does Framber have to do to, to, to put you on his squad, man? I still have one spot left. Yeah. I wouldn't waste it on that Muppet. Zach Gallen, Zach Gallen currently has thrown 111 innings with a 315 ERA, um, a 2.83 FIP, three and a half F4, which is second in Major League Baseball. 9.7 strikeouts per nine, 1.9 walks per nine. Framber doesn't, doesn't walk anybody. I love the guys who don't walk anybody. Framber is better than that. Framber me, does walk people. Give me Framber as my uh, as my number five. Okay, so we got four of the five the same. Um, guy from Miami is on my squad. He's not an all star this year. Alcantara. He was, Alcantara. He was so. Fr- what is it? What's going on with him this year? He was I don't, so. I good don't last know. Year and the year before too. Yeah, he's been really good until this year. I don't know what's going on. I think he's got some bad luck. Uh, I know that his uh, his ERA as of right now is four nine three. But his I don't know if I can do that on expected is four one seven. So it sounds like he's had some just based on that. It's had some bad luck. His FIP is three point eight seven. So probably 
actually hasn't been as bad as the numbers look. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure what's going on with him. His strikeouts are way down. He's at seven and a half strikeouts per nine, which as we've talked about is means you're not a strikeout pitcher in 2023, right? You know what I think? You know, I think I want to take him. What's making me do that is I don't see, I, I, I'm not with you on the Zach Gallon. I don't see anyone else that matches up those four guys. I think those four guys are head and shoulders better. What do you want to see? Alcon- what do you want to see from Zach Gallon? I mean, more than more than this year. Okay, that's fair. More than just you know, like hey, I, you know, I had a really good year. I mean, last year he had a stupid advanced blah 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 blah. Last year, I mean, he was. Fine last year, 184 innings, um, 2.54 ERA. The year before that, you know, 121 innings, 4.3 ERA. I mean, okay, I'm probably being a little bit unfair on him. I mean, he's he's probably good. I don't like. I don't know. I wouldn't take him over Framber. I wouldn't That's take fine. him over Cole. I wouldn't take him over any of those other guys. Well, I didn't um, say over. He was one of my five with those guys. Know, I'd take him I over. Al- I'd take him over Alcantara. That's the that's the disagreement. He was a yeah two two five four ERA last year. Um, had a had a a poor season in in twenty twenty one, but twenty twenty he was two point seven five, and twenty nineteen he was two point eight one. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's not a real good pitcher's park either. No, that's Arizona. right. That's right. Um, like I said, his his uh, superpower this year has been he's he's elite at uh, uh, not walking guys, which that's just such a lame superpower. Is it? I love it. Yeah, I, yeah it kind that's of is. that's my bias. Um, so it's like when Daryl Morey was like, James Harden is elite in the world at deceleration. I was like, that's as lame as being Aquaman. <laughs> I mean, like, I guess it'd be cooler to be Aquaman than me, right? I mean, wouldn't you rather be Aquaman than me? But um, everyone, everyone in the world would rather be Superman than Aquaman, right? Or yeah. Spider-Man or Batman. I mean, like, Aquaman is like, I guess it's a superhero, right? Okay, okay, but Gallon is seventy fifth percentile in strikeout percentage, so it's not like he doesn't strike people out, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, he's seventy second percentile, so uh, better than roughly three quarters of the league in striking guys out. So you know, I mean, I'm sure that you could convince me to pick someone else other than him, but uh, I'm going with him. That was not as bad a choice as I initially thought. <laughs> Damn it. Um, boy, you look at what Alcantara did last year. 230 oh. innings, man. I know. Unheard of. It's like in this age with a 2.28 ERA. I mean, it's silly. Even this year, he's on pace to go over 200 innings. I mean, that'll be like his last four seasons, four full four seasons, 197, 205, 228, and he's on pace to average 205. He takes the ball every freaking time out. And, you know, he. he oh. What's yeah, interesting. But he's just not very good right now. What's interesting is how difficult it was for me to put five starters. I know those four, those four guys, in my opinion. Fran Cole, Shoei, and uh, and Strider are, are, in my opinion, 
when you talk about because they've all got a track record, right? I mean, yeah. those guys have all been Strider doesn't have a long track record, but he was the freaking rookie of the year and he was awesome last year. And then he's been the best pitcher in the National League this year. What's interesting is for for a really long time, up until very recently, you know, you would have you would have had three automatics with Kershaw, Verlander, and and Scherzer. I was just right? gonna say, I was just gonna say, are we kind of being assholes? Clayton Kershaw has three point two WAR, ten and four, two point five five ERA. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blink if you said he was one of your five. Um, you know, he hasn't been as good late this year notwithstanding the last few seasons he he's dropped off a little bit he's missed a lot of starts again i don't i know that we at the he's outside dropped us a lot right he's a, he's a he's a one one year at a time guy now right right that that that's right uh and he's been good this year but he is currently injured i know we said you know not with yeah, assuming health but um no, no 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 i mean that's fair he's not the dominant the guy answer. he used to be if you could wave a magic wand and give him a uh, give him a, a ligament in his elbow, it'd be Jake Degrom, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I mean, how do you even consider guys like Degrom? Um, but it, it just struck me as interesting trying to think through that because there used to be, uh, and, and there, I don't think there's a lot of obvious hey, answers. Max right Scherzer, now, Max Scherzer, and Justin Verlander. I mean, that's right. the thing. That's I what guess I'm saying. Is, is the baton has, the baton is in the process of being passed, right? And th- this is. In the same way that like outfield yep. is like, oh my gosh, there's so many decisions here. I know. This is amazing. Or catcher being really good. Uh, more good catcher. You know, we didn't even talk about Salvi Perez. Yep. Um, and he's really good. I, did we mention Will Smith? I don't know. Like, you know. We did not. And that's a great point. He is really good. <laughs> really good. Yeah. And, and you know, I mean, it's the opposite. Of, it's the opposite of starting pitcher now, right? Yeah, I mean we're transitioning away. Um, former Longhorn shout out for making the All Star game, Bryce Elder. Oh, um, nice. He's been really good this year, but you know he he's not dominant in the way Strider is. Um, you know, I, I I just Framber is as good as it gets right now, man. Like you look around the league and you say, hey, this might be. I think it's probably Strider for me at number one, but I think Framber's my number two. Okay. I think I so, because that guy's a horse. That guy strikes people out. And that guy is elite at getting ground balls. And you know what? When the ball's on the ground, it's hard yep. for you to give up a lot of runs. It's hard for them to really get after you. He's been awesome, I guess, is what I'm saying on Framber is is – He's been absolutely awesome, and we should really appreciate what we have. And and doing this exercise makes you sort of see that, right? So yeah. one spot, one spot left. Who's your closer? It's falling off even worse than starting pitchers, right? I mean, my first thought was Josh Hader, but he hasn't been the same guy for a little while now, right? So he's been good again this year. Uh, you, you haven't noticed it because the Padres are you know, are so underperforming, but he's got 1.21 go. ERA. I'm going to go with him. He's, I'm going to go with him. He's got 45 strikeouts in 29 innings. You know, he's back to. We're, he's back, back in the trust circle, right? Yeah. After really, really being amazing for about three or four years. And yeah. then having a couple bad years in a row, right? I'm going to go with Hater. I think probably that's the right answer. I think. Man, offense is uh, it, we're in a 
we're in an increased offensive environment. And I think we are, you know, all the, all the guys that we've seen in the, uh, you know, in the field and, you know, we're having a hard time answering with the pitchers and it's not the same reason that we're having a hard time answering with the outfielders. And there's too many awesome ones, right? That's right. <laughs> I Spencer Strider, best pitcher in baseball. I, are you ready to say that? He's knocking on the door, right? Um, I think we better as a pitcher than Otani, right? I think so. I think so. And Judge and Alvarez and Acuna and maybe Soto. Mm, Not Soto, (laughs) but not this year. Probably. (laughs) You know what? I think Otani might be the best hitter in the league this year. If you're just talking about this year, this year he has been for sure. I mean, he's been unconscious for about a month. I saw a stat earlier today that he's uh, one home run ahead of where Judge was at this time last year. Right now, Judge. Was Are they going to give him special balls? I don't know. Um, Here's the question: Do you think he would even want the special balls since he has to go out and pitch with it? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I don't think he would. I don't think he needs them. I think you're right. I think you're right for sure. <laughs> well. Uh, we could argue. Uh, we could argue uh, Soto versus Jordan all day. Um, I'd be. I'd be happy with either of them. I love Jordan, but uh, but give me Soto and his floor of uh, a four hundred or a four hundred one on base percentage seems to be as bad as he can do. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of good players in Major League Baseball right now, and it's a lot of fun. And somehow the Astros only have two all-stars and we're being held together by duct tape and bailing wire. And they're probably the American league favorites in my mind. If, and we get healthy, the American league favorites, not just the West. If we get healthy. Yeah. You'll take them over to Tampa. If we roll in with the best version of Javier Framber Brown and Urquidy, mm-hmm. and we roll in with the lineup that goes Diaz, Abreu, by the way, Abreu hit a ball about a million feet today. He turned on it and just launched it. I saw that. Side fastball, his eighth home run. And then he got the game time double. But if we go in with a fully healthy Diaz, Abreu, and he keeps doing what he's doing, Altuve, Pena, Bregman, and then Tucker, Chaz, and Alvarez with, call it, or uh, Dubon may be in left with uh, Alvarez at DH. My worst hitter is Mauricio Dubon. Yeah, and that's not and bad. And he's hitting ninth, and there's nothing wrong with that. And the no. bullpen and the bullpen being good, I, I think we're better than the race. Okay. I, I think if all that happens, I think I, – I'll put it to you this way. I'm not betting against us. Against the Rays, there's no way. I mean, it's coin flip, right? We talk about all the time in coin flip, but yep. there's no way I'm afraid. There's no way I'm afraid of the Rays if we go up. If that's the situation, if we go up there right now, and yet we only have two All Stars right now, and, and we talked about how nothing's gone right for either of them, either. <laughs>